Welcome once again to uh, Grace Church Online. Uh, my name is Justin Ross, lead pastor here at Grace Church, and, and that was just a great time of worship through song. Uh, last week, I encouraged you to take the four Our Neighbors Challenge, where we were asking you to go to four of your neighbors and just ask how they're doing, maybe introduce yourself and ask if they have any needs, and then trust God to use you to meet those needs. And I want you to know that this challenge is still on. As a matter of fact, this challenge is ongoing. Uh, Let's continually check in with our neighbors, and let's do our best to meet their needs with the help of God. I had a lot of people tell me their stories um, of their adventures going out and, and ministering to their neighbors. And I want you to know that many, many people were blessed through the efforts of, of this For Our Neighbors Challenge. A few families told me that they had their kids actually call their neighbors and check in with them. Um, they offered to pick up groceries for them. They offered to go and pick up their medication from the pharmacy. And one lady in particular said that the phone call that she received from the kids that called, it made her day. That was the best thing that happened to her that day. Another story that was shared with me was a neighbor that said, um, you know, we're fine right now. When, when they were asked, they said, we're fine. We have enough groceries. Uh, we have enough toilet paper and paper towels. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for the offer to go shopping for us. It really, really is appreciated. And then something really special happened. They kind of flipped the script. And then they asked, they said, how is your family doing? Is there anything that we can do to meet your needs? I thought that was a neat story of how neighbors can actually mutually bless one another. There was another story of a neighbor who, uh, this lady, uh, she's older, she recently just had back surgery, and she's on oxygen, and she's having a hard time getting around. And when she was asked if she needed anything, she said, you know, my birthday is actually in two days. Could you pick me up one of those little uh, Marie Calendar coconut cakes? And when the effort was made to go to the store and to find one of those cakes, Um, all the cakes were sold out, and so multiple attempts had to be made at different stores, but they finally found a grocery store where two cakes were left. And uh, so the purchase was made, and the cake was delivered to the neighbor, and she had coconut cake for her birthday. I want to just remind us this morning of the encouragement. The encouragement is this, not less, more during this time more connection, more encouragement, more love, more hope, more faith, more connection. Man, let's, let's, let's do our best to um, connect more, to love more during this difficult season. The title of my talk this morning is Faith Over Fear. And I want, I want to start out this morning just by saying that I love you. I love you and I've been praying for you. And my heart breaks for the things that you're facing right now, the difficulties that you're facing, maybe the difficulties that are going to come. As you can tell, I have some very strong emotions just under the surface because I care deeply about what you're going through and what you're facing. And I know that some of you have been laid off from your jobs. I know many of you are dealing with fear and anxiety Many of you are struggling not knowing what the future holds. 
Some of you are, are wondering how you're going to pay the bills or how you're going to keep food on the table. You're wondering how this is going to impact your family, how this is going to impact your business. And I just wanted to start this morning by admitting that these are very difficult days. It was said that we don't lose control, we only lose the illusion that we ever had control. Many of us are more keenly aware today that we are not in control of much, if anything. Many of you never thought that you would be homeschooling, and now everyone's homeschooling. I want you to know, I I don't have all the answers. I want you to know that I'm worried about many of the things that you're worried about. But I want to encourage you this morning. This is not the first crisis that our world has ever seen. And it won't be the last one. But I want you to know that we will get through this. And we will get through this together. Today, my my goal, my hope, my prayer is to encourage you. To fill you with hope. To fill you with peace that only comes from God. I want to help direct you. You know, I want to help... Uh, get your focus away from fear, and I want your focus to be on faith. I want to point you to the one who will give you light for the way, and his name is Jesus Christ. The title of this sermon today is Faith Over Fear. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at just a few verses in the Gospel of Mark. We're going to zoom in on a couple verses, and, and the verses are found in Mark chapter 4. The Gospel of Mark was written by a man named Mark, and he was a disciple of Jesus. He walked with Jesus. He saw Jesus do incredible things. He got to hear the teachings of Jesus. And so Mark recorded what he saw and what he heard in the Gospel of Mark. And let me just set the the stage for you of what's going on in these verses. Jesus had been teaching all day, and he, he was teaching to a lot of people, and these people were amazed when they listened to Jesus, because he taught with incredible power. He taught with incredible confidence. It was like he was speaking on behalf of God. And they were amazed at his teaching. And then Jesus takes his disciples aside and he gives them kind of a private word or, uh, you know, maybe a private teaching. He, he kind of talks to them directly. And we, we pick up the story in Mark chapter 4, and we're going to begin reading in verse 33. And Jesus used many similar stories and illustrations to teach the people as much as they could understand. In fact, in his public ministry, he never taught without using parables or uh, real-life stories or examples. But afterward, when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything to them. In the very next verse, Jesus tells his disciples to to get onto a boat, and they were going to sail across the Sea of Galilee. So he's, he's teaching to large groups of people, and then he says, hey, disciples, let's get on this boat and let's sail across the lake. Look at verse 35. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. So Jesus told his disciples, he said, get in the boat. And they got in the boat. They did what Jesus told them to do. But while they're doing what Jesus tells them to do, to get into the boat, 
And while they're in the boat with Jesus, there's a problem. A big problem arises. The problem is described in verse 37. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. This big storm came while they were in the boat with Jesus Christ and while they were doing what Jesus told them to do. I I want you to know this morning that even though you may be a follower of Jesus Christ, it does not mean that you won't face difficult times or difficult seasons or hardships. They were in the boat with Jesus and they were still hit by this huge storm. The Greek word for this kind of storm is akuma. Akuma gives reference to a terrible storm that comes out of nowhere. It has crazy winds, has crashing waves. And I want you to know that we are in a kuma right now. We are in a terrible storm. We are in a hard season of life. These men who were in the boat with Jesus, they were right in the middle of the storm and these waves were pounding their boat and it was threatening to take them out. Do any of you feel this way? Do you feel like you're about to go under? Do you feel like you're drowning? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the, the, the negative media and maybe you're um, overwhelmed by the, the thoughts of this virus, you know, the, the fear and the anxiety that can arise in your soul and in your spirit. This, this storm, this kuma, it can invade your life and it can threaten your very existence. We're talking about situations or times where your life is literally on the line. Maybe you're in a faith crisis. Maybe your fears and your anxieties are at an all-time high. The disciples did what Jesus told them to do. Jesus was right there with them in the boat, but they were still facing this huge storm. Once again, just because you're facing a storm in your life does not mean that Jesus is not with you. Storms are scary, storms are uncomfortable, and sometimes they can be life-threatening. But they always come with a purpose. Kumas, difficult times, difficult storms, often provide the, the perfect conditions for greatness to emerge. Storms, what... What storms do is they, they force new levels of creativity. They, they force us out of our comfort zone, zones. We, we have to do things differently. We're doing church differently. We had to. Storms uh, force us to be more courageous and more bold and to do things that maybe we never thought we would do. We have to think differently. We have to do things differently. Difficult storms demand a focus and It demands us to be decision makers that calm waters never necessitated. We are in a kuma. I want to give you three different thoughts about this storm that we are facing. First of all, we're we're experiencing a storm of circumstance. We, we, We cannot control the circumstances around us. The storm that these disciples were in with Jesus This storm was outside of the disciples' control. The people in the boat with Jesus, they couldn't control the sea. They couldn't control the wind or the waves or the rain. We cannot control Akuma, but we can control our response. We can do the right things like staying home and and, and trying to respect the 
you know, the decisions that our uh, public officials have made. We can continue to do the for our neighbors challenge. We can continue to reach out to people and minister to people even though we're in our homes. We can still love and lead well in these times. This, this is a storm of circumstance, but circumstances do not last forever. This storm will pass. We will get through this, and we will get through this together. That leads to the second thing about this storm. In verse 38, we see that the disciples were freaked out. Okay, They were scared to death. They thought they were going to lose their lives. They were afraid the storm was going to take them out. They're not only facing a storm of circumstance, but they're also facing a storm of emotion. Their emotions were strong. Their emotions were overwhelming. They were freaking out. They were scared. Many of you may be scared. Scared about this virus. Scared about the state of the economy or what your finances are going to look like or how this is going to affect your business or your employer. Scared you may lose your job or concerned about being at home all day, homeschooling your kids. Maybe you're concerned about how this is going to affect them and how this might affect your parenting. Whatever it is that's causing your emotions to be uprooted, that's your kuma, that's your storm. It's something so big, it's so deep, it it feels so devastating, and you cannot control it. We're facing a storm of emotion. The third storm that they were facing and that many of us might be facing is a storm of faith. Their circumstances were out of control and that caused their emotions to be out of control and that led to a crisis of faith, a storm of faith. Look at verse 38. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Jesus, aren't you going to do anything about this? Maybe you're thinking that right now. Maybe you're thinking, man, I've, I've heard about you, Jesus, but what I'm experiencing right now doesn't seem to match up to what I've heard about you. Maybe you're thinking, man, I'm not so sure about all this Jesus stuff. I don't know if I believe this Jesus stuff. I don't know if it's real. Listen, just in a spirit of transparency, I think all of us have had times where we've struggled with doubt or where we've had questions. Maybe we've all had those questions where we said, Jesus, where are you when I needed you? Maybe we said, Jesus, do you really care? Do you really care what we're going through? Do you really care what we're facing? Are you really for me? Because right now it kind of feels like you're against me. Look at verse 38. Once again, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat. His head was on a cushion. I mean, really, Jesus? (laughs) I'm in a storm. I feel like I'm about to lose my life. I feel like everything's kind of falling around all around me, and you're snoring? You're sleeping? You're sleeping while I'm fighting for my life? Not only is he asleep, but he's sleeping in the same storm that they were in because he's on the same boat that they were on. Jesus, how come this storm isn't messing with you? How come, it, how come you're not afraid? 
it may lead you to think and ask the question, Jesus, do you care about my pain? Do you care about my loneliness? Do you care about my finances or my marriage? Jesus, do you care about my depression or my hurt? Because I'm trying to do what you're leading me to do, but I feel like you're asleep. So they wake up Jesus. Look at verse 39. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. I want you to notice who Jesus was talking to in those verses. He's talking to the circumstance. The circumstance was the wind and the sea and the storms. The circumstance is the virus. He speaks to the circumstance. He speaks to the situation. And when they wake Jesus up, he speaks to the circumstance that was causing their crisis. And so I want to ask you this morning, have you involved Jesus in your crisis? Look at verse 40. And then he asks them, why are you afraid? Jesus calms the wind, he calms the storm, and then he looks to his disciples and he says, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Man, this, this is so fascinating to me, this response of Jesus. They were about to lose their lives. They were in this incredible storm, and then Jesus calms the storm, and then he asks a question like that. Like, why are you afraid? Don't you have any faith? They might have been thinking, I don't know, Jesus, maybe it's because we were about to die, you know? Maybe that's why we were freaking out a little bit. We have to go back to verse 35, because in verse 35, Jesus said, let's, and he was speaking to all of us, he said, let's cross to the other side. Let's go to the other side of the sea. He made a promise. He said, get in the boat, and let's cross to the other side. I'm going to get you to the other side, Jesus said. But when the circumstances got bad, they forgot the promise. When the circumstances got bad, they forgot what Jesus has said. In other words, their problems overshadowed his promises. We cannot let the circumstances around us override the promises of God. Listen, the, the key in a storm, or you could say the, the secret sauce, okay? If you're in the middle of a storm, which most of us are, the secret sauce is not your ability to change the circumstance because you cannot change the circumstances. You don't have that power. You don't have that control. The key to the storm is your ability to trust Jesus in the midst of the storm. When he speaks the storm will cease. Listen, we're, we're all facing situations that are out of our control. You, you can't buy your way out of it. You can't wish your way out of it. But when we trust his promises, God will speak to the circumstance and it will change. In the scriptures, we're, we're told in Hebrews chapter 4 that we have a God who is able to sympathize with our pain. He understands what we're going through. Why is that? Because God actually came to earth in the form of Jesus Christ. Jesus wrapped himself in flesh and he experienced what you and I experienced. 
He experienced our pain. He experienced our hardships. Jesus experienced betrayal, the loss of friendships. Um, He experienced loved ones passing away. And Jesus went to the cross and he experienced death. And he did that so that he could conquer death, hell, Satan, and the grave so that he could rise again. And he is our redeemer. He is our rescuer. You need to know this. This this crisis that we're facing, this virus, these hardships are not from God. This storm is because our world is broken. And our world is broken because of sin. And because of sin came death. But Jesus came to redeem. Jesus came to rescue. Jesus came to deliver. Jesus came to save. He will walk through these storms with us. He will be with you. And He will give us light for the way. Listen, Jesus said, let's cross to the other side. And when Jesus makes a promise, He keeps His promises. And it may be rough sailing at times, but you need to know this. God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten your struggles. God has not forgotten your pain. Or your purpose. He came to redeem you. And that includes your struggles. That includes the storm that you're facing. God wants to take you through the storm. And so let's keep our eyes on Him. And I want to encourage you. Let's choose faith over fear. Jesus is the one we should worship. Jesus is the one who will carry us through the storm. And when fear wants to overtake your mind or when fear wants to overtake your heart and your soul, choose faith over fear. In closing this morning, I I wanted to leave you with some practical thoughts in these times. There may be some of us who may lose jobs during this time. Maybe some of us have already lost jobs or we've already been laid off from work. Some of our businesses may not make it in this season. I want you to know that I am praying against that. But it may happen. Some of us, uh, you know, may get sick from this virus. You may know someone who passes away with this virus. You know, when we're facing these things, once again, we need to choose faith over fear. But, you know, if, if, if you do lose your job or if your business struggles or your business doesn't make it through this time, I think it was Zig Ziglar that said, failure isn't a person, it's an event. If you lose your job, if your business goes under, you are not a failure. Please hear me on this. You are not a failure. God forbid that those things happen, but if it happens, I want you to know that you still have your faith. You still have your God-given abilities. You still have your mind And you still have the family of God who will rise up and walk with you through these hard times. You are not a failure. Lastly, I just wanted to encourage all of us. Those of you watching, I want to encourage you. You need to take care of yourself. I think of the example, you know, on a plane, when those masks fall from the ceiling, they said, they, they always say, you need to put your mask on first before you try to assist anybody. Listen, you're not going to be any good to people around you 
if you're not getting oxygen. So you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, making sure that you're getting enough oxygen. I know being at home uh, can be hard on a lot of people and not having, you know, having our routines and our schedules kind of blown up, it can be very difficult. But I want to encourage you while you're at home, still set a schedule. I want to encourage you to, to be disciplined, get up early, spend time with God in his word, spend time in prayer, get, get dressed like you were going to go to work, uh, go outside, go for a walk, um, get in some exercise, exercise in your garage, exercise in the living room. I want to encourage you to fill your mind with, with good things, things that are pleasant and joyful, things that um, will encourage you through these times. But I just want to remind us all that you need to make sure that you're getting the oxygen you need. Uh, you need to make sure that you're encouraging yourself so that you can be a help to those around you so that you can be able to serve those around you better. So make sure you take care of yourself during these times so that you can serve others well. I want to thank you for tuning in. I love you. We're praying for you. And lastly, I just want to say, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you to do that today. You can uh, even make a post there in the comment section. Just say, today I'm choosing to give my life to Jesus. Today I'm choosing to follow Christ Man, it would be the best decision you've ever made. And once again, he will walk with you through these times. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Let's choose faith over fear. I'm going to close in prayer, and I want you to stay tuned in. We're going to close out with a song, It Is Well With My Soul. Such a great song. Um, But I'm going to close in prayer, and then we're going to sing one more song together. Father, thank you for this time. And I just pray that you would use the words that were spoken to bless people and to encourage people. And I pray that many people would actually turn to you in faith and look to you for their deliverance and for their hope and for their help. You are the Redeemer. You are the one who came to rescue. And God, help us to remember that you are for us. You're not against us. And that we need to trust you in these days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.